All right, all right. Good morning. Uh, this is John again. Welcome back to High Minded Seeking Righteousness. Um, today is going to start our very substantial and significant uh, talks about love. Now, love, from my experience, to truly understand uh, love, at least, again, take nothing more in these talks as the opinion of some guy. Uh, and I feel that you should think that about just about everything that you hear. Always go to the source. Always do the due diligence. And come to your own understanding of what any teacher or uh, pastor or uh, friend or parent uh, tells you. Look into it yourself and associate it to your, your own life. Determine its truthfulness. Now, I usually start off these episodes with the definition of the term or terms that I'm going to be using in this these talks. So, with love, it's a very interesting uh, situation that I need to delve in to truly understand love. Now, the definition of love in the English language from the dictionary is an intense feeling of deep affection or, and again, this is for the most part what people feel when they're talking about love, a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone or something, deep romantic attachment, people understand this. This is, again, our English version of love or our definition, a great interest and a pleasure in something. I love that. I love uh, dancing or singing or going to the beach or uh, coffee. <laughs> I love that. It's a great interest and in the English language that's again what we're used to and to like or enjoy very much similar there but from the biblical perspective there's a very different understanding of what love is and the behavior of love even in the english dictionary we define the behavior of love as having if you love something you are uh, liking or enjoying it very much <laughs> Now, again, you can see what happens uh, when you're dealing with somebody who's only talking about the way they feel about you or the way they feel about something. And this is a real deterrent to people finding love or understanding love. There are people in my life that have told me outright, people that should have loved me or that I thought loved me or may have loved me and just didn't know it, uh, that they didn't even know what love was. Well, again... There's a lot of sources that we can go to. Um, but specifically, I want to go further now with the definitions of love. And I want to break it down to something that's more accurate. And that's these the Greek definitions of love. In the Greek language, there are four words for what we use. One word to describe love. And they're very specific. They have specific um, designations for this love and they really help break up a very significant and comprehensive word that encompasses a lot uh, of the way we love our family, the way we love our uh, spouses, the way we love our brothers, brotherly love and these sorts of things. But I'm going to break these down and then I'm going to close with the behavior of love, the action of love because they are in tandem. And the action of love is, in fact, the true love, the very love, if you will, that must need be 
encompassed in all of these other loves. So in the Greek language, we have storge, which means to love your family the way you love your family. We wouldn't use this word to describe the way you love your spouse, but the way you love your family. Storge, it means affection. It's familial love, familiar love. Now this word familiar is from this family thing. We are familiar and we give this, this some weight. Uh, additionally, there's philia, P-H, philia, which is a love, that friendship love, the love that you feel for your friends, um, or the way that somebody would feel for uh, a brotherly love, like if soldiers, and, uh, sailors, and military, people often will feel this love, this sense of love for their, their uh, common man or their brother in arms. Then, of course, there's eros, which again, we can see the word erotic comes from this. This is that intimate love. This is the love that you share with your spouse, and it should be reserved specifically for your spouse or significant other. And then there's agape or agape, um, which is God's love for us, which is this perfect love and is in fact the very love. It's the all-inclusive. It's the love that has no obligations or no expectations on anyone. Uh, that being said, I want to go through a couple of things here very quickly. I want to bring up for this specific uh, topic, and as we start to delve into love here in part one, 1 Corinthians, and 1 Corinthians speaks very much about love. And it requires that we speak about, uh, that we address it when we're going into this love. But I'm not going to get into the behavior, the big, famous, love is patient, love is kind verse. We'll get to that when we're talking about the behavior love of love and agape uh, and God's love for us. And why that very love, that's the very love, the true love, need to be in all of the other, the three other loves that we speak of in order for it to be a very love, a true love. Otherwise, and as we'll go through, all of these things have negative connotations. The uh, philia, storge, eros love have, are, have very difficult problems without the behavior of love being involved in this agape love being in there. So uh, that being said, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, and you'll know this one, if I speak in the tongues or languages of men or of angels, but do not have love. I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So that's very powerful to think of. And that's again, and I think we all agree. And if you're here, we agree faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And this is uh, reinforced through this thing. Uh, this is very uh, pertinent. I mean, I think throughout time, man has identified in our many years of existence on this planet that all you need is love, right? The Beatles, uh, love conquers all. Uh, we know the, the power 
of love, but we have not invested really on our own the amount of attention and significant time to this very powerful, the greatest of all. God is love. What is love? We're not dealing with it. We're encouraging each other down bad roads. But these four uh, Greek words for love, um, and this a lot of this teaching is from information that I'm getting from the Four Loves, uh, which is a C.S. Lewis uh, radio show from I believe the the 50s or 60s, um, where he talks about some of these things. And he's a very wise man. I would recommend that if you spend some time. Uh, listening to C.S. Lewis and the Four Loves, you can find it on YouTube. It's an excellent, has some visual representations, and it's an incredibly insightful resource. And it's a resource that I go to, and you can see from an intellectual. The man is a brilliant intellect. From an intellectual, intelligent uh, explanation or didactic lesson through understanding these four loves. So I'm just going to do my best, and I'll try to. Throw in some examples where I can, but on that note, I'm have a quick sip of my coffee. C.S. Lewis says in the Four Loves, he says, "To love it all is to be vulnerable." Listen, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact. You must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable. Impenetrable and irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. C.S. Lewis. Now, with that, I'm going to start with Storgi.、Um, and so, what he's saying in that quote is, you have to, in order to genuinely, to truly love, you have to put your heart out there. You have to allow it to be at risk. That is a demand. Of love is that you put it out there. Otherwise, you're locking it up safe in a casket or coffin of your own selfishness. Your fear is putting it away, and when you put it away, the longer you leave it, it will change. It won't be broken, sure, but it'll become impenetrable and irredeemable. And you can see that a lot of people have gone down that road. So you must allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to take a chance on love. You have to love is the thing that you have to take a chance on and put out there. Love isn't love until you give it away. That's the truth. It's it's this thing inside you. You have to give it away. So starting with Storgi, it's this affection. We're going to start with this familial love. All right,、uh, and familiar. That's really where this comes from. The word familiar and familiar and family is this love. Uh, between、um, and it's also love—the same love that we get between animals and humans—and animals have that with other animals. So this is almost a biological、uh, animal originating. It's you know, as a child is born,、uh, the chemicals within us, the bio, the biology of us, makes us 
we have to take care of that child in order for it to survive so it's innate in the mother most of all in the mother but also in the father too for different areas father protection mother this nurturing and trying to teach the child to walk and to get them to the way that they can be on their own and there is a there is a challenge there because ultimately that necessity that breeds this love this storgy love where our children need us and we are trying to get them to the place where they no longer need us storgy takes a hit when we lose that necessity for us and we know this from historical this is not a surprise i'm not speaking anything new here we know this emptiness syndrome these things that happen as the children no longer require the mother still wants to do things the father still wants to do things let me come over and look at the car and check out the the pipes in the house and the mother says oh I'll bring your laundry over and you know you need to i need to cook you lunch you know they do these things to hang on to that aspect of storgy that they associate with that love and this is what we see so storgy is that affectionate love it's familial love and it's also between a dog and man and also between dog and cat you can see these things that familiarity where they become protective of each other it's something innate that happens over time um storgy also requires no attraction to the other person not uh, certainly not physical nor uh emotional or mental or any other attraction to this person in any way storgy can just love them they often can love it loves the unlovable because i'm sure you know people in your family that <laughs> for the most part you'd never be friends with in the real world <laughs> but you still love them you still have this innate um desire or this uh this love for them this affection for them particularly seen with parents and children uh and it is innate and that leads me to the conclusion uh as it does CS Lewis that this is in fact something that is just as animals have certain uh chemical and biological some animals leave their children they don't have that storgy as i believe is the great design some animals are intended other animals are very innate with it um and storgy is typically modest uh, it should be instinctual it should be something it should not be something boasted about if you find someone speaking about themselves uh, as how great of a mother they are or how great of a father they are or brother or sister and they're puffing themselves up that is in contrast for the most part to true storgy love and i don't believe that everybody has these things i think that over time we've had some breaks in these things but people need to be encouraged and this these type of loves need to be uh, nurtured and managed and handled in an appropriate way it shouldn't be boasted about if someone's boasting about it or feels the need to boast about it then it may be something that is not instinctual for them and i i i do feel that i know people like this where they have this uh desire or this need to uh lift their their parenting up in front of others that would lead me to believe and I do have recognized also in those people that in my experience that they do not have this innate storgy love or at least it's not as pronounced as it should be and therefore they're using their words to compensate for their uh behavior and sure maybe they do things here and there and the behavior of love which we'll speak out at the end or speak to at the end 
uh, can help nurture all of these loves and bring these loves to a place that in the world today, they're sorely lacking. And it's not universal, but I would say the percentages of people that have these and understand these loves is very, very rare. I would believe that especially in America, but probably the world over, most people are dealing with that primary definition of when they love someone, which, oh, I love you, I have an intense feeling of affection. Well, <laughs> the behavior of love is really what we should get to, and we should, if we're truly see the value in love, then we live in a world where somebody can say, I love you. Uh, and I feel that that's a very, um, you know, uh, pretentious maybe thing. I've done it. I mean, it's what we do. I like to tell them it's a sign of affection when we say that. But to truly, if somebody said to me, and it has, I've had had it, and it had significant weight, and they said, you love me, that means something to me. If they're telling me that they know that I love them by my behavior, my dad used to ask us that all the time, do you know that I love you? He would want to know his, whether he was getting it right, whether he was showing us love. Quite often, you can't describe it either. I would say, yeah, we would say, yeah, yeah, we know you love us. He would say, how do you know? And it was ultimately we could come around to because of the way you treat us, the way you love us, um, and that's ultimately what you want. That's a, that's a, that's love. That's the real relationship. Do you know I love you? How do you know I love you? Am I doing this right? Am I loving you? And it's quite often lost, especially in the familial, uh, storgy, affectionate uh, love. Um, so also storgy is. A typical base for a lot of these other loves, this this storgy love, this familial love, this familiar love becomes a, it happens over time, it's comfort with someone, um, and it helps, it's comfortable, and it can clothe, C.S. Lewis says it clothes friendship and intimacy, so it's a, it's like rum, <laughs> it's a good mixer, it goes well. And can uh, help, you know, with these other relationships, keep that that familiarity can accent these other relationships of friendship and intimacy. You'd want to have those things, and it makes it a nest. It's it's makes familiarity a nest for intimacy specifically, but also for friendship that they can rest in this um, this love that is just as it is. It is just there. It is the familiarity of knowing this person, and these other relationships rest within uh, Storgi. An additional facet is it's not chosen by us. <laughs> we don't choose intimacy, uh, eros. We choose. We choose our friends. We can choose our friends. We can choose our uh, intimate partner, our significant other, our spouse. But we don't choose. Uh, our storgy love. It often just happens. You don't even know. People can remember the time that they fell in love with someone, or they can remember the time they met their best friend the first time they interacted. But we, we don't remember these storgy relationships or when we started to feel that love. It happens over time um, because of that familiarity. And again, family, this is just familiarity. It's not chosen. An example for that Use that you can use is you will you can enjoy your clothes in your closet. Like you'll go in the clothes that you've chosen for yourself, and this is an obstacle. And you can see the similarities with your family. These 
familiar relationships, even extended family, these people that you love in this storge way, this familiar way that you go into a closet and if it's, you know, you've got all your clothes in there that you love, you've chosen them all for yourself. But then you got grandma's sweater over here that she got you. Then you got maybe the, the, the baseball hat that, the, you know, somebody else got you. You don't necessarily, it's not innate um, that you would have chosen those things to be, you know what I mean? You can see, but you still love them. And so even though you didn't choose them, you can love the unlovable. It's certainly not about attraction. So you can love the unattractive. You can love uh, these people for no other reason other than familiarity. And it endures. It's a very enduring love. It endures over time and then it enjoys. But often it just endures. You know, there's many times where you have this familial love where you would fight for this person, but you don't even enjoy their company. <laughs> and this is very unique uh, to Storgi. It's a very unique aspect of this love that when you tell someone you love them, uh, but you don't have a strong relationship or that you don't really enjoy their company even, that's, you still love them though in this Storgi way. Now, true love, the very love, demands that you treat them and behave a certain way, which, as I said, is going to be the final aspect of this love series, is, is closing out and tightening these feelings of love and understanding the pitfalls of them and the obstacles to them and how bringing the very love, the behavior of love into it, you can come to this these perfect ways of these, these loves, this Storgi and Philia and Eros by using agape and using this behavior of love to close it out. Storgi carries natural love, but it also carries the characteristics of natural hatred. And I'm going to get into some of the, the pitfalls here with Storgi. It is an expected love, and this is a problem. It is an expected love, and uh, people are often shocked and outraged when Storgi is not present where they feel it should be, especially when they do the things that make them unlovable. When they do things that are that are poor, they still expect that person should love them nonetheless. And this is an obstacle and a pitfall to Storgi that you need to be aware of with your familiar relationships because this is a, a problem. This is where Storgi has a shortcoming in that it's an expected love. And as I said, people don't understand when it's not present, uh, when they feel it should be, it should be, you should just do love this person. And you do, you do love them in this storgy way, but they'll be saying, you know, love me now. And you'll be saying, leave me alone. You want to get away from it because they believe the expectation of this does not demand the behavior without the behavior, without that agape love, that behavior of love in there, that very love. Storgi becomes very, very difficult. It becomes a very dangerous uh, relationship. And people will often complain about, say, for example, the rudeness of their children. But I've sat at tables with parents, with families, and I've heard them speak to their children in a way that uh, if another human being was there, they'd leave. You know, they'd, you know, say they'd dismiss their feelings or they not be concerned about what they're going through or they wouldn't give them guidance they treat them uh, like lesser human beings 
because they're their children, when in fact they are their children and should be treated better. But they don't understand why oh their kids don't want to spend time with them now, and they're always out of the house, and they're always doing something else. Well, I wouldn't want to spend time with you either. And but just because they're your children, we have this expectation that we need not work for it, that we need not love them with the behavior of love because they have to love us, right? Because we're we're family. Same applies to brothers and sisters, and there's often that aspect where you know. Children will grow up. Brothers and sisters will grow up. I know I dealt with it,、uh, where brothers and sisters will grow up, and one of the brothers, one of the sisters, starts to like something, has a different interest than the other, and they're not uniform. Whereas up to this point, they'd always like the same things—comic books, or you know,、uh, oldies, or whatever it was—and now they start to get into something, another different type of music, and there's this challenge with Storgy, where you feel. You know that you want to put down that thing. You want to attack it because it's not with you anymore. You feel that detachment or a difference happen, and it affects that that true storgy love. And that's because of our comfort with those that we have that love for, and we often、uh, mistake the need to because when we come home, we 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 can you know walk around in our underwear and you know、uh, burp and. Do whatever we do and relax, and we don't really have to check ourselves and have the same manners that we have to have out in the real world when you're dealing with other human beings, where you have to respect their wishes and defer to them. When you go to your home, your sanctuary, you expect to not have to dwell in worrying about what everyone else is.、Uh, you know, you get to relax a little, but we often mistake the fact that. We may not have to have all the same manners as we have out in the world, with the fact that we don't have to have any manners or any consideration. And we do. We have to understand、um, that this, these expectations that we are dealing with other human beings, and there's the、uh, we often love them as extensions of ourselves. See, because Storgy is based on the familiar. Uh, so it hates alteration. So we often see people as extensions of ourselves instead of free souls, instead of the free souls that they are. And understanding that there's another human being here, we often perceive that they're just an extension of us. Now, there's that issue of it's part of Storgy is the with the parent and child you're helping raise them and bring them up to who you want them to be.、Um, And as that start, that need for you starts to deteriorate, or as they start to become more self-sufficient, you start to lose that that aspect of storgy that was there, that need to help them and to be there for them and to do things for them. The empty nest syndrome, where the mother, like I said, needs to do the laundry all the time, even as the child's 35 years old, come over do your laundry. These are things that feed that storgy and can also Uh, you know, it does get to the point with some people where they say, "I don't want that. It's easier. I got to go get my laundry done over here at the dry cleaner." Or, you know, I don't need you to be. I don't want you to be making me lunch all the time. I have to do these other things, and it creates this relationship where they, the mother says, "Oh, I do all this for this person," or this familiar relationship says, "I do all this for you," and their love is based on their need to do something, or they perceive it that way. The other person says, "I don't want it," and then the person says, "Oh well, how rude are they? They don't want their mother. They, they tell me they don't want this, and I'm just trying to help. I do all this for them." And they're saying, "I don't want you to do that." And then there's this resentment 
that can form and is a real risk with the Storgi relationship. And I'm going to continue on with Storgi a, a little bit further, but wounded Storgi, just as in Eros and also in Philia, can cause jealousy. Jealousy can arise with Storgi, where people will say, well, why do you even care about this person if you're not in love with your ex anymore? And there was an ex who I would be very jealous about, but even though I wasn't with her, I didn't love her in that Eros way anymore, but I did have that familial love. And there was that jealousy that would come around, even from the Storgi aspect of love. But I'll continue speaking about Storgi a little bit more in just a moment while we take this potential break here. <laughs> All right, so back on Storgi, <clears throat> had to take that quick little interlude there. Uh, Storgi, as we talked about, where this familial love, uh, it seeks to imply, in spite of any and all behavior, this is a real obstacle here. Now, as I said, Storgi is based on, being based on the familiar, it hates alteration. <clears throat> But another obstacle to Storgi, or to this familial love, is that It seeks to imply, it desires to almost usurp uh, the very love, the true love, the agape love, this love that uh, is the behavior of love. It, it, it's In spite of any, it, it seeks to imply in itself that in spite of any and all behavior, that it is the very love, that it, that the, it is the behavior of love, regardless of whether or not it is acting in the very love, regardless of how it treats, somebody can treat someone terrible. And you've seen these things in families, and you can see them in these relationships where one person will treat someone very, very poorly, but still say, I'm your brother, I'm your sister, I'm your mother, I'm your father, I'm your aunt, your uncle, your grandmother, your whatever. You, you have to love me anyway. And there's that's a real risk to... Uh, this familial love is this fact that no matter what they do, uh, they believe that they, they still, uh, that, uh, that love is still required uh, and that they don't seek any improvement in their behavior or the treatment when in fact, because of this familiar and the weight of these familial loves or these familial relationships, we should spend significant amount of time checking our behavior. How do we treat our children? How do we treat our parents? How do we treat our brothers and sisters? What is our behavior with them? And put aside this expectation, although that it is there. This is part of this familial love. <clears throat> and you can see another aspect of uh, Storgi is that people treat it as holy They treat it as um, uh, some sort of uh, almost religious that you have to do these things, although it's the most often the most insensitive, uh, and it does require the most sanctification. It requires that we spend time on it because of that obstacles of potential expectation that we should just have this love for someone in spite of their behavior or um, uh, of their the fact that you you just don't you may just not like this person people will still hold you and cast judgment 
on the fact that even though someone is treating you poorly, you should still、uh, bear with this poor behavior, or this poor treatment, or this disrespect, or、uh, unkindness, or any of these impatience, or quick to anger, or、uh, keeping record of wrongs. All these things that are outside of the very love. The agape love; these behaviors that actually bring love to fruition. They bring love to its actual intention, and that's why you'll see in families that do love each other. I've spent time、uh, with people saying it has to be in love, but there are people that just don't know. They don't want to seek, or they don't maybe have the the wherewithal to make the connections. That maybe I'm leaning on the expectation that this person should love me. And it does not matter about their behavior、uh, towards me. Are they behaving in love? Because when you can get to these perfect loves, and as I said, we use this word love as one single、uh, love, one single defined word of this feeling of affection towards someone. It's it's really put us in a bad spot. It's limited us because there is more to it, and we need to identify these facets. Of love, these different types of love, and how the very love, which is the behavior of love, need to be incorporated and encompassing in any of these relationships where we feel love for someone, and we need to avoid these expectations of people have to love me in spite of what I do or who I am,、uh, and that leads us down negative roads and. Can destroy、uh, love because we've got these senses of love or this feeling, but we don't have the behavior of love in association with it. Now, something that's almost uh, comical—if、uh, it weren't so tragic—about Storgi is that Storgi, this familial love,、uh, often displays great bereavement for the loss of someone. Who they didn't even often have, go a day without arguing with, someone who they lived their life in unpleasantness, who they had this familial love with,、um, passes on, and they show great love suddenly, great bereavement for this person.、Uh, Storgi,、uh, familial love is is excellent at laying flowers on graves and telling stories of praise、uh, and. Keeping anniversaries, and it's often better at lamenting you when you're dead than being fair or loving to you while you're alive. I mean, this is very—we see it. People will see it. You have many times have you been at a funeral and say, "What's this, what's this person getting all worked out about? They—they they hated each other." Well, they've got this storgy love that's inside them, and it is also that aspect of it is very self-serving. It's very self-serving when suddenly we're we're so invested in the relationship after the person has passed away,、uh, and we've treated them very poorly, or we've had we didn't get along in life. But、uh, when I pass along, when I pass away, then suddenly they 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 treat me and speak so well of me, and that's another aspect. Of this,、uh, this love, this story, it is often, and you can see, you know that I speak true. That these things happen regularly, which is why we need to focus on the behavior 
of love and incorporating that behavior of love into all of these dis- different aspects of love. Now, I would challenge you to take some time to analyze these different loves that you have. Uh, and with this point, after this podcast, uh, which is just, again, part one, and I'm going to go into these four parts of love, and then ultimately the fifth part, which is the behavior, or the four loves, the agape, really is going to focus on the behavior of it, because the behavior of love, this this love, this very love, this true love, requires that you have that behavior of love within these other feelings of love and identify these pitfalls identify maybe you know people know me they know i have some very strong family relationships very close ties and i have some very uh, broken ties with some of the people in my family and it's because i'd rather avoid the pitfalls of these things and uh, and not falsify Because what Storgi also does, this familial love, is it falsifies and it it intends to put itself in this holy position. It tends to put itself in this position of, of, of the expectation that it should just be, regardless of the behavior. And this is where we end up with people that children... And uh, specifically, but others that end up very broken with their understanding of love. Um, I knew someone very close to me, um, very close, a, uh, a significant other at some point. And I'm confident that uh, because they never had the behavior of love shown to them, they'd say that they loved, uh, you know, let's, let's say their mother uh, and they they loved their mother and that their mother may have loved them. There was never the behavior. They only said that because the person was their mother and the person maybe at certain points took care of some things. So as this child became an adult, uh, they did not understand the that there was more to this expectation, that there was a behavior that need be associated with this familial love, that you need be kind and patient and understanding and selfless and slow to anger and keeping no records of wrongs and not boasting and not envying and we'll get into that you need to put this in all of these loves and as i said my mama says you know there's three people in a relationship but there's this that one person that entity of god that god is love that behavior of love need be in all of your relationships It's the thing that brings love to perfection, the good work that I started in you. I will bring to completion, God says, through him, his love. Bring that into God is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Bring God into things by bringing love into things and these behaviors. Do not depend on expectation. Do not depend on it should just be no matter how I behave. False. We can see these things break, and we've seen some of the pitfalls specifically of this familial love. And I challenge you to look at your family love, your the people, your children, your parents, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, and analyze that in fact you have this sto- this storgy love, this familiar love based on familiarity, 
but analyze whether or not you've incorporated the behavior of love, the patience, the kindness, the understanding, selflessness, slow to anger, uh, keeping no record of wrongs, um, not boasting, not being envious. Uh, these things, have you incorporated this love into your familiar relationships? And maybe even you know of two people in your family that may not be getting along anymore, that may have fallen into these pitfalls of expectation, of expected love, regardless of their behavior, and encourage them to walk in the behavior of love. Bring them to the definition of love, that love is patient and love is kind. Bring them to the behavior of love and show them that this is not unnatural. Everybody who has these familial relationships has this familial love, hopefully. And sometimes the only reason that they've fallen into these pitfalls is because they don't have the behavior of love. Selflessness is very important in familial love, meaning it cannot be about you. It should be about the other person and continuing to walk down that way and continuing to be selfless and kind and patient and understanding and slow to age. And we'll get to all that. Challenge you to look within your own families, your own familial love relationships, and check your behavior with those. Or if you perceived, if you've locked in your head that it should be just expected, um, that's a pitfall here. It should no love should be expected without the behavior of love. So thank you for coming along. This is part one of our four-part series on love and uh, discussing the values of these things. And as I said, I'm going to spend time. It may go longer and more than likely on the fourth aspect of love because there are a significant amount of virtues in these behaviors to help you seek that righteousness. And ultimately, uh, on this road to righteousness, seeking love and incorporating love and including love in these other loves or these areas of the feelings of loves or the relationships of loves requires ultimately the behavior of love added into it in order for it to find its perfect place. In order for you to have that perfect familial love, you must in fact fill in the holes where these pitfalls will arise with the behavior of love. Try not to judge others and go through some of these other ways to get yourself to be able to love someone, avoiding these obstacles and determining that you're going to do these things. But the big primary obstacle from my understanding to having a perfect or an ideal, a better familial love with those in your family is to incorporate this behavior and to avoid expectation to say that Although we, this innate natural love is going to tell us that is an expected love and that it should be there no matter what, none of these, no love is expected. And the only way to get to the point where people can reciprocate or feel that love is to show it. 
is to give it away, is to give them that behavior, to show it to them by the behavior. And I challenge you to ask the people around you, do you know that I love you? And how? And check to see if your behavior is in keeping with the precepts of love. Again, I thank you much for listening along. I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to moving on to the next topic, which will delve into a little bit of that philia love, that brotherly, sisterly love that people will feel, and some of the shortcomings and obstacles with that. Thanks again, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be talking soon. Bye.